0: Hi there, my name is Mary Kilolea. Welcome to the To Be Boulder podcast, providing career insights for the next generation of women in business and tech. To Be Boulder was created out of my love for technology and marketing, my desire to bring together like-minded women, and my hope to be a great role model and source of inspiration for my two girls and other young women like you. Encouraging you guys to show up and to be bolder and to know that anything you guys dream of, it's totally possible. On Two Be Boulder, you're going to hear inspiring stories of how successful women, some I know, some I just want to bring to you guys, and they're going to talk about their careers in business and tech, and they're going to tell us their stories about their passion and their journey and their challenges, and we're going to learn some of their advice along the way too. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. Hi everyone. Today's guest is Patty Kleckner, a woman I have admired for years. Not only because she is a good, caring mom balancing life with a career like me, but she is a kind and funny human being. And when I say kind, I mean she is very kind. Um, She is a great tennis player, and I recently picked up tennis for the first time. I think it was last summer, and we entered a tennis tournament together. And I know it was killing you, Patty, that whole time we did our match. <laughs> but you were nothing but encouraging and supportive to me that whole time. So I thank you. Um, Patty, Patty has worked for Marquee Companies for the past 20 years. She is executive director and a licensed nursing home administrator at Marquees Companies. Welcome to the show, Patty. Thank you for being here.
1: Oh, thank you, Mary. That was a really nice introduction, and I was not. It, it, you played tennis really great, and I was happy to be your partner.
0: Yeah, that's it very a fun kind time. of you. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: but we haven't played since. You know that, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nothing against you. Nothing against you. I just haven't played. So, <laughs> so you were a great partner. So I, I would, I would play another tournament with, with you if I if I played.
0: Okay. So. I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So I can't adequately begin to cover all your roles over the years. So please tell everyone a little bit about your current role and what that 20 year journey with Marquee has looked like.
1: Well, I'm an executive director and what that means is I'm in charge of um, total operations for a nursing rehab facility. And so... And then we have an assisted living that's attached to us. And so when people maybe have a stroke or um, maybe hip fracture, they come to stay with us for a short stay, less than about 20, 25 days. And they get physical therapy, occupational therapy and speech and nursing. And then, um, and it's a highly regulatory industry. It's the second most regulated industry next to nuclear science. Wow. And so there's a lot of regulations, federal, state, um, OSHA, uh fire marshal, um, you name it, were were regulated by it. So I'm in charge of um all the regulations and the financial outcomes of of the building as well.
0: Wow, I had no idea it was uh, that stringent of um what did you say it was second to
1: nuclear engineering second most regulated industry next to nuclear engineering. Yeah. So we have um, the state and federal surveyors come in on an annual basis and or on a complaint basis. So in a normal facility, they could come in, the state surveyors could come in, you know, two to three times a year and look at your total care of all the patients that you've served over the, over the year. And um, do citations if they see any anything that went um, against the regulations. So,
0: wow, that's that's highly
1: regulatory. Yeah.
0: So, so how did you end up here? And when you started out your career, did you have this and your current role as your goal? Well. Um, I might date myself here, but I
1: graduated um, from college and I started into the sales world of selling pagers. And <laughs> I had Nike account, Intel account. I had a bunch of different accounts, and I was very, very successful in that. And I loved it. Um, but I was interested in in healthcare sales, and kind of roundabout way, I I and ended up doing marketing for a rehab facility. And I had this great mentor, her name was Diane Richardson and she was an administrator and she really, I just loved her way of caring for the patient and um, all the things that she was responsible for. And so that's how I got into becoming um, an administrator. It's a training program that you have to go through um, and then you you have to pass the federal and the state exam to become a licensed administrator, and so that 's the path i took um, and then i i oh, uh, my first building that I ran was uh, one of the largest facilities in Oregon at the time it was a hundred and seventy five bed facility with a pediatric um, chronically ill um, unit and a Gero unit. And so I ran that building and I would never recommend that for a brand new administrator, but, um, I did a lot. I learned a lot. And, um, that, that company was generations, which was a lovely company, but then they sold to marquee. And so that's how I became a marquee administrator. And, um, that was almost, um, 20 years ago that I um, started working for Marquee and um, I just really appreciate Marquee and their support of the administrators that, um, because we do, we need a lot of support from just a lot of different angles of, you know, how do we make sure that we're in compliance and how do we make sure we're driving the financial outcomes, um, positive outcomes for that. So Marquee has been a, a company that I've learned from and grown with a lot.
0: That's wonderful. So, so is there such a thing as a typical day? And if so, what would that look like for you? (laughs) Um,
1: That's what I actually love about my job is there's not a typical day. I mean, I have regular meetings, but uh, um, it's healthcare. So it's always coming different angles. Everything I, I help. um, I oversee our human resources. I, I'm interacting with staff all the time we have staff that are entry level and then we have staff that are clinical nurses nurse practitioners and then doctors and so um i can go from a you know an interaction with a cna that just started in this industry to talking to a doctor within 10 minutes and hmm. that variety is very um fun and and um and i just learn from each each person that I come into contact with. And I love the collaboration that we do to get good outcomes for our patients and get them home safely and um, have them really be um, happy with their stay with us. So and You know, if they're only there for 10 days, then if they think, wow, I could go back to marquee because it was a great um, stay. That's, that's the best outcome. So that's, my day is is um surrounded by that so i review the medical charts for everyone um the last 24 hours um i re- review it with my team i make sure that we're going in the right direction with each patient that we care for um, there's a variety of diagnoses that i deal with and i and i wasn't clinical from college um but i really enjoyed that piece and so um Probably half my job is clinical, um, and so we um, have that meeting and then I go about my day of either dealing with the financial piece or recruiting um, for our uh, team and um, going from you know maintenance of the building to um, computers because um, our, our our medical chart is um, Electronic and so you know, did did we have a computer problem or something? So I I really have a different day every day. So there's people that really specialize in you know HR and, and different things, but I I I because I'm in charge of operations, I I um touch everything, every component of of running a building. So it makes it fun and never a dull day.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how you ever get a day off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> well that is yeah we are, administrators are um are on call you know 24/7 and so um that is but you know once you get your building going and and um in the right direction you I mean the on call kind of goes away um because your staff know what to expect from you and what you expect from them and so um it, you know, for the, when you first take over a building, and, you know, you might get a lot of calls because they're just making sure they're doing what is in line with you. Um, but then after a while, it, it calms down quite a bit. So I maybe get a call on off hours. I don't know, maybe once or twice a month.
0: Oh, well, that's not that bad. So
1: not that bad. Mm-mm.
0: So you mentioned you had a mentor. I believe you said Diane. Is that correct? Yeah,
1: Diane. Diane
0: Richardson. So, did you did she know she was mentoring you at the time? Did you outreach to her and say, "Hey, I'm hungry for a career in this field and I I you inspire me?" Or how did that relationship come to be?
1: Uh, well, she hired me for the marketing and um admissions and um I didn't have an interest. I had more of an interest in going into sales. For, for medical supplies so I wanted to get that medical experience. Um, but through I, I worked for her for about three years. I just really enjoyed um, watching her um, run a building and she was um, one of the highest accreditations you could get is um, she only she was the only facility in Oregon that she had the accreditation and so um, she was a very successful administrator, and so about a year into my job, I expressed to her that I was interested in it, and she's super excited because um, she thought I had some, you know, um, assets that could really lend to being a good administrator, and so she helped me develop and, and gave me insight to what she was doing and why she was doing it, and so um, it was really nice to kind of get her information. She had been in the industry for a long time. She was actually a, a nurse that became an administrator. So that's where I got my clinical kind of um, interest because she had such a um, clinical eye to be to being an administrator. So she was a very strict administrator. Um, so I learned, you know, some of that as well. But when you become your own administrator for ability, you kind of take on your own personality um and so but i learned just the process and systems are so important to quality care that um that was probably the biggest takeaway that i had from her mm,
0: that's wonderful um who in now mentoring is one thing and then you've got life inspiration so who in your life has been the biggest inspiration to guide you as a businesswoman or I that's think as team. like six to there's a there's something that drives each of us as individuals to be successful, whether that's your parent, whether it's a teacher, you know, besides mentors who actually help you shape you um for a specific role. Who would you say has inspired you?
1: Um, I would say, I mean, I don't know if this is the, the angle, but um my, my grandma, I was really mm-hmm. close with her when she was, when I was younger and she helped take care of me. And, um, she was, uh, born and raised in Apia, Samoa and, um, didn't know any English. And she came over to the States and, um, she just taught me the respect of the elderly and Mm. just the, um, had to have fun with the elderly. we would have slumber parties. She would sleep on the floor with me. She was <laughs> like seventy five years old and um i I think that is probably my biggest driver of why I do the job i do
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um so when someone comes in and and you know is scared to be in a facility and and I just um I just go to that thought of my grandma and how I would would treat my grandma if if she was there. And so she was probably, she's my, my biggest hero and inspiration too. And I only had um, 12 years with her. And so she was probably the biggest impact. And, and she was the only um, woman post um, postman postwoman in Samoa. Um, And she was the only, one of the only women, that knew how to drive in Samoa. And so I think that level of uh, um, just independence for a woman Mm -hmm. really um, inspired me and just, it showed me how you can, you can do your own thing. You can be who you want to be. And um, she had so much, you know, so many people saying, why are you doing that? You're a woman. She Mm -hmm. would just say, you know, I had to provide for my family and, And she didn't. And so, and so that was, I mean, back then, she was, you know, unheard of. And so um, she would tell me stories about it. And, and that was probably my biggest inspiration.
0: That's fantastic. And I love that, you know, until I think we stop and think about some of these things, we don't realize those silent influences that we have in our lives. I'm sure that, you know, your grandma's obviously, you've thought of this inspiration before, but it's a collection of role models and women throughout our lives that touch our lives, you know, either mm-hmm. directly or indirectly, that have, um, uh, impact on us impact either inspirationally, yeah. or, you know, maybe even things we don't want to do because we witness it and we see reactions. It's like, it, it's, it's a learning process. So having role models is fantastic. And I think that's a wonderful story. Um, okay. So, Let's talk about challenges. What are some of the challenges that you faced in the past or face today in your in your role within the healthcare field or the elderly care field? Well, it's such a growing industry.
1: I mean, with the baby boomers going into it, it's it's um, so many facets to um, caring for uh, the elderly and. Um reimbursement challenges are always um a huge issue. We just went through uh Medicare's changed our reimbursement um models um and it's completely uh, different dynamic change for my whole industry, like across the United States. So um that's one of the largest challenges and just reimbursement from HMOs um is really hard. There's one HMO that we're currently um, trying to negotiate with and they haven't adjusted her rates in ten years and um i have to I have to recruit staff and pay them well in order to keep them and and um you know if your h m o isn't reimbursing you in differently in ten years that's a really big challenge. This industry is about um on average about one percent profit. Um, there's some buildings that are not operating um, in a profitable way, and when you change their their um, reimbursement model, model, and it could be a very big challenge to be able to operate a building. Um, you know, your our business, our largest expense is labor, and and so um, sometimes we have temporary agency um, people because this. Um, it's not the sexiest job to come to. Um, but in, when a, in, when it's a thriving um, economy, it's um, even harder to recruit. So not to say that I want a bad economy, but <laughs> it does make an impact on us because people tend to go to healthcare because it's more stable mm-hmm. when the economy is bad. Um, and when the economy is good, then it's really hard for us to recruit. Um, so in an industry that is, about average 100% turnover in a year, um, that's a big challenge as well. 100%. So there's a lot of things that um, the labor market impacts our, our, um, every day, that's a challenge for us. And to maintain um, your team and to um, have them drive to provide good care to your residents is probably the biggest challenge we, we face every day.
0: A hundred percent. That's amazing. That's really shocking.
1: Yeah. <laughs> in every department it's, it, so, you know, your dietary, your, you know, nursing, your, your housekeeping. Um, and we've been able to, you know, in the last couple of years in my particular facility, take that turnover down um, to less than 75%. So that's good. Um, mm-hmm. So those are, those are good things, but you just have to maintain that every day you have to, to be working on recruiting and main, and um, retaining staff.
0: So I, I think this might tie into it, but um, does technology is changing almost every business across industry. So mm-hmm. how has technology impacted your company in, in the way that you do your role and the way you do recruiting and, um, tell me the the pros and cons, if you will, around technology. And even if like there is such a thing as digital transformation happening within your organization, I mean, you're a very human touch, high touch uh, type of business. So I'm curious about that. Well, um, on the recruiting end, we
1: just implemented within the last few years, um, new um, recruiting um, program and new application program that, that, I mean, increased our applications from, I I, like almost a hundred percent because of our application before was so hard to get through Mm -hmm. that people would give up. And now that it's pretty easy to go through it's it's so nice to have applications actually coming (laughs) through for, for staff. Mm -hmm. And, um, The data that we get from this new um, program is so nice because we can see how many people we're recruiting, how many people are actually looking at our website, how many people are um, applying for the jobs, where we're actually doing well at recruiting. All that data is coming at us now, which is just fabulous. We haven't had this, and I think we just started this about two years ago. And so when you've been dealing with staff retention and staff um, recruitment and you don't have the data,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you don't know if you're doing the right thing or not. And so us to see this on a daily basis, monthly basis, quarterly basis is just so nice to see if we're even moving the bar
0: mm-hmm.
1: towards, um, you know, are we doing anything right in our recruitment <laughs> efforts and our retention efforts? You know, um those are big pieces to my day to day thing. Is to just see outcomes that are like, oh, you know, we did a Indeed ad on this uh, for this RN, a registered nurse, and we got five applications. That's good. That's a really good ad that we invested in, and that was smart. That's the smartest way to use your money, right? You know? exactly. Or we didn't get any um, applications on this, you know, other advertisement that we did, and let's not do that again. And so we haven't been able to do that. And so to have that at your fingertips and being able to look at reports is so nice.
0: Do you do that um, advertising and outreach in-house or um, have a third-party agency that helps you with that?
1: We do it in-house. Um, we uh, have a recruiting department. It's about, I think, five, five or six people deep. Um, and they help us with recruitment at each site. So Marquee has about 26 sites plus therapy, plus pharmacy. So it's a pretty um, – so our Marquee facility, we have five people, and then Consonus Pharmacy, that's a sister company to us, has recruitment people as well. So it's probably the whole – all the sister companies for Marquee, I would say there's probably – I don't know ten to maybe fifteen people recruiting um, or it within that kind of either digital marketing or doing you know different facets that help us to get our name out there and to get kind of the reason why to be be a marquee employee, not just come work for us it's just, there's a lot of um social media that we're um really aggressive about and showing videos of of what we're about. And that's all on social media. So it's really nice to kind of show people, this is why you should come work for Marquee. not just, yeah, we have a job. (laughs) That's gone away. So.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's great to have the data and and really begin to understand the ROI on some of your advertising investments. And so, and optimizing it, you know, that's, that's the key yeah. to the data or using the data. So as regarding technology, do you use technology for patient care? Yes. Um, well, we are, um,
1: electronic medical record mm-hmm. is, um, it's been there for oh probably 10 years or a little bit less than 10 years. Um, yeah. So electronic medical record is used. And so all we have this program, it's called um Copilot and it draws information from our medical record and it helps us see any trends of what's going on with our patients to see if there's any um, things we, we do quality assurance every, almost every day. And it shows, shows anything from, um, rehospitalizations, um, which is um, hospitals and um, nursing facilities, are penalized for rehospitalizations. People that come to our facility and then go back to the hospital, yeah. and so it shows that information. It shows um, what their diagnosis was, why they went back, and gives us the those reports to to do a quality assurance and see you know are we doing things well. Is there a big trend of why a person's going back? Um, is there education we need to do more for their nurses to help them um, see signs and symptoms of a you know someone that may need um, medical um, doctor or a nurse practitioner involvement um, and to involve them quite uh, quickly so that we can prevent a rehospitalization. So those are all things that gives us. Um, there's data that is given to us, and so we can see any any and, and identify any trends.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the the use of technology and how it's impacting everyone's day to day life and business is incredible. And I I look forward to. I mean, all the advancements that technology brings to the learning through the data that businesses and um, are getting these days. So, oh yeah,
1: it, and then it's it's also like helped us break down um, silos between the hospital mm-hmm. and facility. You know, when I started, there was just like we just operated by ourselves, and and you know, to reach out to a hospital, they would just not respond. And this data has helped us get into the hospitals and say, hey, you know, we are a facility that um, has a, a a small amount of rehospitalizations. Um, this might be a reason that you would refer more patients to us. Mm-hmm. Um, those are kind of things that we've been able to, as a marketing perspective, to give them more data, which helps the, mm-hmm. you know, the people that are in leadership in the hospitals understand that we're, we're making an impact and we're working with them collaboratively, collaboratively and um, trying to, um, prevent any kind of unnecessary, um, rehospitalization. So that's really critical right now in the world of healthcare.
0: Well, and as a, as a person who has aging parents who, you know, I'm coming to the years where I'm going to have to be looking after my parents. Those are, Mm -hmm. those are critical things that I would want to be aware of. So I, I think that's amazing that you have that data what advice I call the
1: people in our world, the sandwich people. Yes. It's, it's very challenging. And I see it quite a bit that, you know, you have children that, you know, either in high school, grade school, whatever, and then you have aging parents and, um, you know, it's, it's a big challenge for those kids to manage both. And so um I, I appreciate that. And I see that and I, and I gravitate to help them because I just, I understand their world. It's, it's challenging.
0: Yeah. I have heard that term before and I totally, it is the world I live in right now. And um, mm-hmm. speaking of life, work, balance, um, I know it's unique to each individual and there's no recipe for success. How do you feel you've dealt with um, life, work, balance over the years? I know our kids are about the same age, but when they were younger, or, or even today, how do you deal with the pressures of feeling like you're doing enough as a mom to check the box, like, okay, I'm good mom, and your desire to be a successful businesswoman, because it really fills you up in a way that motherhood can't. How do you keep that right. balance?
1: Um, I... I, I think it's probably, well, it is the biggest challenge, um, for, a mom to do. I think that I, um, I really focus on when I'm there at work, I'm there. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I leave, I, my team understands and I talk to them about what's going on in my world so that they understand that I, um, need to get home at a certain time I strategically look at my day and and organize my day so that I can be home um, at a relatively normal time to be present with them Um, I think if you you, I mean this job you can you know work 10 hours a day and and still not you know feel like you have everything accomplished but I think that balance of saying no I got to go home and and be at home and and still get it, um, everything done. I think I always give myself some grace too, Mm -hmm. because I think you, you know, can beat yourself up pretty good if you're, you know, a little bit late to the baseball Mm -hmm. game or volleyball game. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you have to give yourself grace and say, I'm doing the best I can. Um, I'm, I'm not a religious person, but I'm, um, you know, I I do pray a lot about it and, Mm -hmm. and ask God to help me, you know, remain in that balance and um I try to exercise I think that's important to um the stress load Mm -hmm. and um, I love to do spin class and those kind of things to help me um just have that balance of health and family and 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 work um the work does fulfill me with the work of um I feel like um when i was in sales i was only as good as my last sale mm-hmm. and i feel like there's long lasting impact that i make on some someone's life and you know when they say this is the best place to come i'll come back here again if i need you know need this level of care
0: mm-hmm.
1: those are things that are really fill my cup right um and then i just i just try to make sure that i just make it home in time to do the things that are important to my kids. And I do, I do take all my vacation. I used to not when I didn't have kids and that's a big thing to me. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, it's really important to me to make it to their events. Um, And, you know, if I, if I have to work a little bit after everything's done, the events done, then then that's okay. It's the balance that I I put on myself and, but that's okay to me. You know, I don't, I don't beat myself up because I may have to do a few email responses in the evening. That's okay.
0: Right. Cause you know,
1: I was, a, I was able to get there for my kids. So I don't know if I'm doing it right because <laughs> we'll see, but you know, <laughs> um, I, I feel like I, um, I can do it. I'm very involved in my kids high school. Um, I'm on the booster board. I, I, I try to get myself just a little bit of involvement in, in their lives, um, at, at the school and mm-hmm. so those things are important to me to it's that time goes by so fast and mm-hmm. so I I think that I just need to um you know have a little bit of pepper in there like you know okay I have boosters okay I'm going to do concessions okay
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know I'm going to connect with other parents and that's important to me I, I think that to be present there and and um to be seen you know I think mm-hmm. that's important that the kids see me doing that kind of stuff and and I'm not an absent parent because I'm working
0: yeah that's wonderful yeah. so what advice would you give the next generation of women who are either in the workforce now or looking for a career change or some someone who's just starting out and wanting to educate themselves on opportunities in the field of elder care and you know is there certain training or resu- resume building tips that you would recommend
1: you know i do this mentor program um through Oregon State for um people that are interested in our um our field and i meet with one particular student and for um um i think it's 6 months um but the biggest thing i i work with them on is um Knowing, so when people say in an interview, you know, what's your, you know, three greatest strengths? I don't think people, when they're coming out of college, I don't think they understand the importance of knowing their strengths. Because those strengths it in the interview go through every, almost every question, you know. And um, when I ask the people that I'm mentoring, what are your strengths? They, you know, they give the canned message, you know, the canned, oh yeah. I'm organized da da da, but they don't really drive into what their strength is that can really um make them a true asset to the company, and they um they don't drive like what's the, what's their passion through their strength um does that make sense I, I think they don't know their passion and they don't know their their um true what they've gone through in life, even if it's you know twenty two years of life mm-hmm. what they've gone through to help them um, understand what their best qualities are
0: um, so it, it might be helpful if someone talks about a strength to actually give a tact a tactical example to yeah make, to make it more real and meaningful right
1: yeah and and to really dive into themselves to see that so through this mentor program I I really work with them on a, at least two sessions to, to talk to them, to see, you know, and this one person gave me their strengths and they were, you know, that just the canned mm-hmm. messages. And I was like, okay, that's great. But then at the end um, it was funny cause she really flourished when, when we kind of dove into more of what her st- true strengths are. She has um, she was a person that uh, went back to college after having kids and kind of um, a second career going back to college. And I said, you know, you're organized. You can handle a job and three kids. And, you know, those are really important things. She goes, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I am super organized. I couldn't get any of this done. And, you know, it wasn't one of those things that she brought up. And I was like, you know, that's a big thing. And you can give, you know, reasons and, and meat to the reason why you chose that as your, one of your greatest strengths. Um, so I think that's a big thing and what you can really contribute to the company is, is another thing that I look for when I'm interviewing people. Um, I think that I can see their passion behind what they can bring to the company. And, um, there's a lot of people I interview that, They don't know much about our company. And there's so many things that you can research about our company or any company. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just I think that shows a lot when you come into an interview that you haven't done your homework on the company. I just ask, you know, tell me three things about Marquee. And that kind of throws them off. And I just think that if you're really interested and invested in that company and working for that company, you would you would want to take some time to know. I always think, I work in threes. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. I just say, you know, know three things about the company that the reason why you would want to work for us. And mm-hmm. so those are things that to me that shows interest and passion and, and um, you're going to be a um, asset to our company.
0: What about in college? Are there particular, uh, and this might be my naiveness, but is there a particular degree that you would get?
1: There is um, at Oregon State. Um, there is a healthcare administration okay. um, degree, and there's actually there's um, other colleges that are um, starting and or have have it have had it for a few years um, in healthcare administration. I think Concordia and Oregon State are the prominent ones that we recruit from Mm -hmm. um but you know you don't have to have that particular um degree i i didn't um but i i fell into this in a different way but there's um people that have social services degrees um there's a multitude of of things that could bring you to our industry but then i think through becoming a you know department manager of a certain department within our facility there's a lot of people that say, Hey, I really am interested in becoming an administrator. I really like doing this job or working in this industry. And then they go into our program, what's called a administrator training program. And so that's um, where we uh, recruit typically from internal because they've Mm -hmm. been exposed and we do an internship program through Oregon state that you um, work in each department and learn the departments, and then you become a department head, and then you um, apply for the administrator and training program. So it's a whole process. We have a big leadership um, program It's called Ascend, where we identify people that have leadership qualities or are, are interested in it, and then we um, expose them to more and more of leadership um, classes and um, education, uh, at firm our home office that helps them develop and then they, um, go into the administrator and training program.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. I love that you have that support built in. That's amazing. And I love the fact that you're participating in the Oregon state mentor program. I had, I didn't know that. So that's really uh, admirable. Yeah.
1: It's a fun program. I, I actually really enjoy it. And, um, this is my third, um, person that I'm mentoring and um, we meet once a a month and um, either in person or on um, online and it just helps us um, you know have give that person a little bit more direction and and helps them I actually helped a person get a a job at another company not not within the same industry but um, you know it was I, I knew a person and so I helped them get a job. And so it was very successful for that um, person to do the mentor program and they get credits. And so it's Mm kind of nice that way.
0: That's fantastic. So many women struggle with self-confidence and I personally have, you know, had challenges over the years, owning my own business and then going to corporate America, there was some self-confidence issues, insecurities, whatever you want to call them. Have you experienced that personally? Or what kind of advice do you give others who might be battling with not having the voice at the table and helping them to be able to to value their contribution and to really show up and shine at work?
1: You know, it it gets intimidating in some levels, you know, you're in front of a doctor and you're trying to advocate for your, your patient, um, that can get intimidating, but I really do believe, um, if you do your homework Mm -hmm. and you know the answer or, you know, your, um, vision Mm -hmm. is a big deal to see the vision of that conversation or, or to see, um, to remain, um, I don't know what the word is, um, loyal to yourself Mm -hmm. of what you want to get out of that conversation is to me showing that confidence. And it's not easy. And when you're a brand new employee or brand new administrator, wow, did I ever learn um, (laughs) how to be really present and confident in meetings. And it was, um, you know, I failed a lot in my first few years and I, I continue to learn. I don't, I don't think I, have all the confidence in the world, but I do believe that my passion and my vision are what drive me to be confident. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't go away from that. I don't compromise on that. And I think that's a big important tool to have for a person that um, is going to be in a leadership role. I think you, you know, your values, you know, your, where you want that your particular You know, in my case, my building to go to, Mm -hmm. and I always keep those in mind when I'm dealing with any kind of situation, whether it be recruitment, employee relation, customer satisfaction, and those things. I always think, okay, how would I would want to be treated? How would how would we, you know, if my mom was in this facility, how Mm -hmm. would I receive that as a family member? And I always think about that. And I think that helps my confidence because I think of the empathy
0: mm-hmm. of
1: the situation. And I, you know, my job is a lot, there's a lot of empathy. There's a lot of trying to see through what, how, what they're dealing with and, you know, nobody knows our industry. And when they come into the facility, it's like, Oh my gosh, I saw this on 60 minutes and mm-hmm. da 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 and mm-hmm. You know, it's all, it's a little bit negative. And so you try to empathize with them. And I think if you, you know your stuff, and you know um, what your, like I said, vision and and purpose is. I think that helps with your confidence.
0: That's great. So, do you have any good books? I, I know you have a short commute, but do you have any podcasts? Or- <laughs> <laughs> really short commute. Um,
1: I actually I'm reading a book. I, I think one of my biggest ones is that I've I've read, and the the company um, owner um, is he's really big on reading. And so to become a leader within your, the company, there's a few books that um, he wants us to read, which I think is a really good thing to have driven within the company Um, was good to great was a really good one for me to, to kind of just help with leadership. And, and um, it it was uh, one of probably the I don't know, more pivotal ones for me. But right now I'm reading um Radical Candor uh from Kim Scott. And um it's a really good book. It just it's um a woman's perspective and she, and she worked for Amazon and and I think Google and a lot of different companies, but um she talks a lot about how to get the point across but to um make sure that you're doing it in a positive way and a mm-hmm. uh, productive way. So it's a really good read. Uh,
0: thank you for that one. I have not heard of that one. I'll have to add that. I've read good to great and it, it is good. Yeah. Um, all right. Two more questions and then I'll let you go. Um if you could tell your 20 year old self one thing, what would it be? Um. um
1: I would say to, Always stay true to yourself, and um, if your intention is good, um, n- know that your intention is good in I- in any approach, and you'll do fine.
0: That's excellent advice. So, what? Last question. What's next for Patty Kleckner? Um and that could be next week. It could be five years from now, (laughs) (laughs) 10 years from now. It's open to you. Um, To get my kids through
1: high school and get them to college. That's Mm -hmm. just always in my mind right now. I have a senior and and a sophomore and to have them be happy at their choice of college or, or, or not, you know, it's Mm -hmm. it's their, their um, journey, but um, to get them through and then, to um just continue the the balance of of um life with my husband and and life at work and with the kids and to and just enjoy every moment with the kids as long as i have them in the house it's just hard to think about the next year i won't have one of them in the house and um that's just uh, you know that's my focus right now um and my work is is you know marquis has been so Kind to of me to allow me to focus on both it's that's the the nice thing so that's probably that's what i can think of right now off the top of my head
0: that's wonderful well patty thank you thank you thank you so much for being here today uh it's been a pleasure having you on the show if someone wanted to connect with you where could they connect uh linkedin okay so just patty kleckner that's your yeah okay perfect well thank you so much i really really Thanks, appreciate Mary. It.
1: this was fun
0: Thanks for listening to the episode today. It was really fun chatting with my guest. If you liked our show, please like it and share it with your friends. If you want to learn what we're up to, please go check out our website at 2 com. That's the number two, little b, com.